Thank you for joining us today for the OU's Global Tehillim and Chizik Daily Call. On behalf of the Orthodox Union, this is Naftali Herman. The Daily Call began nearly four years ago as a response to the pandemic and has since evolved to serve as a daily pause to our day as an opportunity to convene together from around the world to daven, to pray for the various needs of Am Yisrael. Thank you so much for joining today's program and for making it a part of your day on Yom Revi, the 23rd day of the month of Kislev. Collectively, with a broken heart, we continue to gather here on this call under the most difficult of circumstances. As we've been sharing, for the Jewish people, there is nothing that gives expression to our broken hearts and our tefillos, our prayers for salvation, as much as the potent and timeless words of Tehillim. So we gather today for a few moments to hear some words of Divrei Shizik and to recite Tehillim together for our brothers and sisters in Israel. On behalf of the OU, it is my esteemed honor to welcome back to the Daily Call and introduce Rabbi Ilan Feldman of Congregation Beth Jacob in Atlanta, Georgia, to share the Rechizek. This will be followed by Rabbi Feldman fully reciting the following five chapters of Tehillim, Tarek Chaf, Chaf Gimel, Pei Gimel, Kuf Chaf Aleph, and Kuf Lamid. This is chapters 20, 23, 83, 121, and 130. It will be followed by Achenu, the Mishaberach for Tzahal, the Mishaberach Lishvuim, and Rabbi Feldman will conclude with the Mishaberach Lecholim and pause as an opportunity for us to insert the names of those whom we are davening for. If you'd like to receive the daily Tehillim Call reminder email, you can subscribe at ou.org forward slash Tehillim Call. That's ou.org forward slash Tehillim Call. Bechavod, with great honor, Rabbi Feldman. Thank you very much, Rabbi Herman, and it's an honor to be asked to uh, lead a group of Jews in words of inspiration and in tefillah and prayer. Uh, this is really what we're all about. We are a people that is about being inspired about the reality of the world, which is that we're here as children of a creator and servants of a creator, and we are keeping our eyes focused and on the ball all the time, and uh, we are constantly in a dialogue with Hashem above. So I, I want to share a thought with you today that I think is appropriate for uh, long-term crises, which means that uh, one of the challenges I think that we are experiencing right now is that it's hard to stay um, up, it's hard to stay motivated, it's hard to stay focused when day after day after day this crisis continues to develop and present different aspects and different challenges, different hardships, um, the news from Israel, the sacrifices that we're making day after day in the war, um, the developments around the world, the anti-Semitism, um, the, uh, the t- terribly disturbing responses on the part of so many people that we thought we could count on who are just at, um, at best um, morally numb and at worst even evil. Uh, there are a lot of challenges. We know that, um, and my goal isn't to depress anybody. My goal is just to summarize the fact that we have, or we're dealing with a lot. In my lifetime, I don't think I've ever encountered a period of time like this that's so challenging. But it's difficult to stay motivated to daven regularly with intentionality, with focus, or, or to in any way um, take on different initiatives that would be an appropriate response. And people are really eager. What can I do? What should I do? And everything seems so so meaningless uh, in the face of overwhelming odds and overwhelming challenges. 
So I want to focus on two words in this week's Parsha, which I think are very, very telling. Um, they're two words that don't appear uh, in the Chumash too often. And the two words are really the same identical word, Vayimaein, which appears twice in Parshas Vayeshev, in this week's Torah portion. The first one is in reference to Yaakov, the, uh, the sage, the patriarch of the Jewish people. <coughs> and Yaakov Avinu has lost his son Yosef. And as a matter of fact, he, they're trying to convince him that he's perished. Some uh, evil animal has, uh, has a savage beast has uh, devoured him. And um, Yaakov rends his garments and he puts on sackcloth on his loins and he mourns for him. Then it says, <coughs> All of his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him. And he refused to comfort himself. And he said, I will go down to the grave mourning for my son. I'm not going to get over this. Just, um, just, just pausing for a moment just to uh, empathize with the, with the life of an old man who thought that his troubles are over and here his Yosef, his precious Yosef is gone. And they're trying to help him get over it. And he just, no, I will not get over it. So that's the Vayimayin. He refused. That means that there's a purposeful willingness to stay discomforted, to stay not comforted, to mourn, to feel the pain. Uh, it's not just, I can't get over it. Vayimayin means he refused, which means it's a willful decision. And we have the same word later on with none other than Yosef himself, who is now in exile from his family, sold down to Egypt. He is uh, a servant in the house of Potiphar. And the wife of Potiphar makes um, serious advances on him, trying to entice him to violate his commitment to Hashem, to himself, and to his master. And she wants to have an illicit relationship with him. And uh, the Torah goes through different um, phrases to explain and convey how insistent she was. And finally, in uh, chapter 39, verse 8, it says, Vayama'ain. And interestingly enough, the trap, the cancellation notes for that particular word, uh, is the shalshalas, which is really a, very, a quivering, elongated note that definitely gets your attention. And um, we don't always know exactly what the intention and messages of the trump of the cancellation notes are, but here we certainly understand that there's some kind of an underlining. Yosef refused. He absolutely held back. And the sages tell us that he was really at the very, very peak of desire uh, at, at a moment of tremendous opportunity to sin and tremendous urge to sin, and yet he refused. And he says to the wife of his master, I can't do this. How could, uh, my master's not here, and he's entrusted me with anything. I'm in charge of it all, and uh, how could I do this terrible thing? I'm not going to do it. Anyway, so he refuses. That's the same word that is used regarding Yaakov. And there's a connection here, which is that Yaakov's love for Yosef is such that he absolutely will not give up 
on Yosef, and he will not get over it. And Yosef's awareness of his mission and his purpose in life, as conveyed to him by his father, uh, is such that he will not succumb to the self-degradation that would be involved in responding positively to uh, his master's, mistress's overtures. So therefore, there's a connection between the two. But I'd like to suggest that there's a message in this for us during this elongated crisis. And that is that at the beginning, the shock, the horror, and the grief that we had obviously was was extremely present um, October 7th, October 8th, and so on and so forth for a few days. And then the focus became the controversy and the war and the call-up and the shift in world opinion uh, against the Jews. Um, and uh, after a while, it becomes very difficult for us to remain sensitive to the pain and suffering of our brothers and sisters in Israel because we, uh, we're, we're human beings. We, it's hard to stay focused and to stay in pain that long. And it's not like we're callous. It's just that it's a long time. And we've got challenges here as well. And so the first Vayimaein in the Pasha reminds us that sometimes it requires focus. It requires purposeful willingness to remind ourselves what happened here, what tragedies befell the Jewish people on October 7th, what is still going on in Israel, because uh, the press no longer covers the day-to-day challenges of 360,000 people called up that drain on the economy, the worry of the mothers and the husbands and the children and the families for what's going to happen when, when their sons and husbands are, are, in, um, are in urban warfare. We've got to focus on that. We have to refuse to be comforted. We have to refuse to become numb. We've got to feel the urgency. And at the same time, what can we do about it? That's Yosef says a wonderful example, he had opportunity here to do something which would have satisfied his desires tremendously, and he was under tremendous pressure to do so, and yet he remembered who he was. And it's really important for us at a time like this, when the world is focused on who is a Jew, not the halachic status of a Jew, but what's a Jew all about? Uh, everybody's talking about the Jews whether they're hateful or whether they're supportive, but the Jew is the center of the focus of the entire world, which is really remarkable. And therefore, it's important for us at a time like this to conduct ourselves in ways that are edifying, that are ennobling, that are inspiring, that are generous, that are meaningful, and that bring credit to God above. And it's important for us at a time like this to consider where are we allowing ourselves too much to succumb to our desire for comfort. And where can we, perhaps at a time like this, while we have so many of our brothers in Israel putting themselves on the line day and night, not knowing if they're going to make it through another day in this hellish war that's going on in Gaza, uh, what can we do in our service of God to perhaps constrain ourselves from pursuing our own personal comfort and instead focusing ourselves uh, a little sacrificially to in prayer or in Torah study or in acts of chesed or in tzedakah and so on and so forth. So we have two vayima aims, refusal to get over and to get accustomed to anything. We're not going to get accustomed 
to the situation in Israel. We're going to focus our attention on it. We're going to remain horrified and remain in pain because that's an appropriate response to what's going on, in spite of the fact that it's going on for so long. And number two, we're going to find ways for us to bring ourselves forward sacrificially and overcome our desire for comfort and for self-satisfaction. And in so doing, we will elevate ourselves, we'll serve God in a more powerful way, and we will stand proudly as Jews in the world. So that's a thought I'd like to share with everybody, and I hope it's meaningful to you. It uh, really it wakes me up a little bit. So it's an honor to be able to share that with you. At this point, let us uh, now focus our attention on Avinu Shabashamayim, our Father in Heaven. We're going to recite to Hillam. As Reverend Herman said, we're going to start with Kapitel Chas, that's chapter 20. Uh, I happen to be using an art scroll in case you want to follow in the, the uh, traditional art scroll. It's on page 999. Otherwise, um, I hope you can find uh, the, the right page in whatever edition you're using. So we'll recite together chapter 20. David, now we'll move on to chapter 23, Kapitel Chaf Gimel. I've got it on page 1000. Ms. <laughs> uh, 83, that'll be chapter 83, Pei Gimel. And that is in the Arshkel edition Alam <laughs> <laughs> 
Alohai <laughs> And then moving on to Psalm 121, Kuf Chaf Aleph. I have it on page uh, 1033. Shilama Alos, and for our last selection of Tehillim, Kuf Lamed, 1034 in this Hartzkel. <speaking in Hebrew> now we will recite uh, three Mishabarachs, one for Tzahal, one for the Shuyim, for the captives, and one for the Cholim, and then we'll close with Achenu Kobes Yisrael. Mishabarach Abbasenu Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov, who Yibarech is Chayalei Tzvach Haganali Yisrael, Vanchei Kachos HaPitachon, Ha'obdim Al Nishmar Atzenu, Varei Alahinu, Begvul Halabanon, Vahad Mubar Mitzrayim, and 
Mishaberach for the Shvuyim, for the captives, for the hostages. Mishaberach Abuseinu, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Yosef, Moshe, Va'aron, David, Shlomo, V'yivarech, V'yishmar, V'yinsores, Ne'edrei, Tzvahaganah, Yisrael, U'shvuyav, V'eskol ha'cheinu ha'nesuyim b'tzaru u'v'shivya. V'avur sh'kol ha'kolev, sh'kol ha'kol ha'kolev, sh'kol 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 ha'kolev, sh'k for those who are sick, and I will pause so that people can add the names of their loved ones and those that they are praying for. Yishaberach HaVoseinu Avram Yitzchak V'Yaakov Moshe V'Aharon David Shlomo V'Yivarech V'Yirapei Es HaCholim let us conclude with Hachenu, uh, Kobes Yisrael. I have it in, in the article on page 146. I'll translate. Our brothers, the entire family of Israel who are delivered into distress and captivity, whether they're on sea or dry land, may the omnipresent one have mercy on them and remove them from distress to relief, from darkness to light, from subjugation to redemption, now, speedily, and soon. Let us say, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Rabbi Thalman. For us here at the Daily Tehillim Call, please join us again for our next scheduled program tomorrow on Thursday, Erev Hanukkah at 1 p.m. Eastern, as each day we pause at this time to share a moment of tefillah of prayer together. Wishing Nechama comfort, chizuk, strength, and hope to all Kal Yisrael around the world.